0: so we're back we're back aka (laughs) aka i stopped recording the last episode and then just started to record again i like i like bringing that to the attention of the audience like this is just a back-to-back recording thing back to back to back to back to back at least usually three back to back depending on where the mind goes don't got a whole lot of specific things to uh, ramble about or rant about. Um, heading back into the cold for a much-needed walk. When you realize you could, because the mental health and the physical health, both of those things needing to be maintained. Being overly fixated on, you know, the maintenance of one, and leaving the other one to, to fall by the wayside—it's kind of like, ugh. pounds like, <laughs> balancing that shit well, you know. And I mean, you can't really—I mean, it's easy. I don't want—I don't really want to say one is more important than the other, really. It's, I, I don't think. I know we live in a world of these false dichotomies, like, oh, one is better than the other. But I think you can ask anybody who's been severely out of shape, usually, or maybe not out of shape, severely overweight, that it's not necessarily, they're not binge eating because they're happy. You know what I mean? Or at least maybe they rationalize it that way afterwards oh I'm happy oh, I, I, I won an award time to binge eat. maybe that's the rationalization after the fact but usually it's the sign of some void that needs to be filled um, so with that said the mental and the physical go together and then I wonder but then you have to add the, the another ex- kind of extension um, or I guess you should I guess I should say extending the conversation towards financial health it's like if you're not right in the head it'll show on the body it'll also affect your your income in the sense that you're not performing at top the toppest of levels the 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 toppest at the top level at the level (laughs) you need to to operate on, to execute on. So all these things are kind of like connected. Not even kind of. They are connected. And so in that little stretch of you know conventional J-O-B you know it's like you never really got the, you never, never really get in the mental part down a hundred percent and then as a result it, show, it it manifests itself in locking oneself away indoors as soon as they get home because i always look outside you know I'm, I'm always looking out my window i think this is one of those things that like when you live on a ground level or a basement kind of apartment you tend to look outside a lot because you can see the street it's just easy to look outside, and you always see people just living their lives, right? And this is kind of an extension of that conversation about like observing life versus being a participant. You're kind of looking like, wow, these people—they worked all day, and now they're back in the minus thirty doing whatever. And it's not to say that you know I don't have any of that. It's like you go to the movies, you go shopping, you go. Rome, go to a cafe, go take pictures. It's it's like there's various things to do outside in the cold, but the thing is, is like it seems so effortless for most people because most people aren't thinking about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? This This is the autopilot thing that I'm talking about. Most people don't have to think about needing fresh air. Most people don't need to think about Having to go outside. No most people need to think about eating properly or eating healthily. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm just kind of, you know, giving people too much credit. You know what I mean maybe they do think about these things. I don't know. What I do know is this. What I do know is that whatever that kind of switch is that allows people to go on autopilot, either it's the same switch or there's another switch close by to that switch that allows people to just sort of do the things that need to be done and just keep moving, right? But then you hear about people who are living like these totally random kind of lifestyles. Like, I know there's this one dude I know. I've sort of known person on and off throughout my life they're older than me but anyway just listening to how they operate it's like 100 they don't they don't have any conventional job all they do is see openings in i guess society you could say or openings in the world whereby they can turn a dollar it's in it's in entrepreneurship but like it's not like high-level multi-million dollar entrepreneurship it's just like oh if I get on the public housing list and I get public housing I can then turn the public housing into an Airbnb and go live with like some girl that I'm I'm smashing (laughs) you know what I mean like you know it's like weird weird shit like that And there's a whole list of those things and I've never and I've been somebody who depending on what stage of life that I'm in, mean, in in times of you know grinding it out, those sorts of ideas come to me a plenty. You know what I mean. But then when you resign to you know what, I want to do the conventional thing, those ideas get pushed into the filing cabinet of the brain. And you don't think about that kind of stuff as much because you're because you're getting the steady dollar so there's no need to come up with elaborate like you know elaborate i don't want to say schemes but elaborate plans to like you know how to turn the dollar and you can't and to be honest i don't even want to want to say one is better than the other it's just how it is some people can just see the world like that some people like i was saying (laughs) it's like i was saying with the meds it's like some people would have sold them all and i think that's part of the reason why this is probably this is obviously paranoia clearly but it's part of the reason why i think that like i'm partially flagged i don't know because these are these are substances not so much the antidepressants but like the anti anxiety shit is like people would pay a good penny a good dollar for that and i'm like there's no way in hell i'm selling any of this it's mine <laughs> it's for me to take it's for me it's like my the, the value it has for my own mental health the value it has for my own ability to become put myself out there a bit more surpasses any amount of money you know that you could offer me to be honest and maybe that maybe i'm saying that and it's like someone's listening like that ain't true if i gave you a million dollars you'd you'd give up your prescription a million dollars okay maybe (laughs) but not for like what not for street value that's for sure definitely not for street value so (laughs) and I think that's another thing too I'm gonna extend the recording actually I have a lot more to say now about this one second yeah so the other thing too is that I'm sure the audience isn't isn't, isn't dumb I'm not dumb people aren't dumb really much of this shit can be bought online like you know what I mean like you find a vendor, you, you know. I mean, we all know. I'm not going to even go too far into it. I'm trying to go about it the right way and not the quote unquote wrong way involving, you know, the deep web and, you know, nefarious characters and so on and so forth. Maybe they're not even nefarious. Just the point is, I want it in my own quest of Operation Mend the Mind. I want it more documented in an actual medical fashion. I don't want to be like, I've already tried the years of self-medicating. It didn't work, you know what I mean? I've already tried the years of like, trying to go about it in the way that I feel, trying to numb thoughts and trying to numb emotions. And it never really works, right? I had a thought that I just lost. Numbing emotions, self medicating. Fuck. Give me one second. I lost it. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I want it documented because if it succeeds, then at least there's a record of it succeeding and I can trace it back and. future generations I can be like okay look this is the steps that were taking. you do this A through Z and you'll you may mend mend the mind there's also I've been reading I was reading some documents about how like antidepressants they call <laughs> it's like they call them glorified sugar pills and obviously not all antidepressants work for everybody I'm even starting to wonder whether, well, I think the difference between what I'm taking is that the side effects were so pronounced in the beginning that it was kind of hard to say it wasn't working. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, it's like, wow, I feel like I'm foaming at the mouth. I'm, try, I'm finding it hard to articulate thoughts. I'm jittering. I'm shaking. My hands are trembling. Clearly, this isn't a sugar pill. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe raw sugar does that, I don't know. Maybe if I go take a teaspoon of sugar, that's gonna happen, I don't know. I'm not trying to do, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people spend years trying to find the right medication. And somehow I've, I think I've stumbled into the right one. But again, and this is for the people out there too who are wondering. You know this whole thing about antidepressants. I would say there is some nervousness surrounding what happens when I don't. Like it says right here, refills zero. So you know what's gonna happen then? I call the doc. The doc who already isn't answering. You know what I mean? It's all very strange to me. It's it's a very strange experience. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do not know what to think. This isn't even the, see. I'm looking at refills zero. This is not even. This is the wrong bottle. It's fucking orange bottles all over the place. Man. I just start tossing them. It's like it's like quasi hoarding. It's like I keep things, thinking that they may have a use. It's not real hoarding. Like my place is totally you can move around it very easily but it's like keeping things in this in this vague idea of like oh it might become useful down the line it's kind of like it's even with like things like Christmas cards like you read them there's you're like oh they took the time to buy me a card they wrote out happy Christmas or Merry, sorry, Merry Christmas and you know happy birthday and all these things you keep the cards but it's like what are you really keeping the card for Like I was looking through some papers the other day, I have cards from like two years ago, three years ago. It's like, I'm not reading them, tossed them, and I tossed them, but I still have this Christmas one. Maybe because Christmas just passed, so it ain't like, it's not, maybe, maybe once the spring comes, I'll feel a little bit more like, all right, when when the next consumeristic holiday comes, then I'll be like, all right, time to get rid of this. The Easter cards are coming, so I'm going to get an abundance of Easter cards. Anyway, I'm going to end this recording here. I really wish I didn't lose my train of thought there. I had something I wanted to say. Well, I'll remember it later on and then record a new episode. So, (laughs) peace out.